Hey, this is Pastor Joaquin G. Molina from Spring of Life Fellowship, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. I hope you're encouraged with this message and you stay the course to change the world. God bless you. Father, we thank you this morning for your word. We thank you for the testimonies. We thank you for your presence. We thank you that this is the day of the Lord. This is the day that you have made that we might rejoice and be glad. And we share these testimonies as a contrast to a life without God, a life without provision, a life without example. Uh, we give you thanks for every speaker at the conference. We give you thanks for every session. We pray, Father God, that your church would be an advocate for marriage and for family because that is the foundation for prosperity and a future in your purposes, Lord. Bless this day that we've come together to worship you, to separate our hearts and contemplate the endeavors of heaven. We come to thank you for the prosperity we have on the earth, for your peace, for your joy, for your presence in our lives. Now, Lord, bless your word and let it be a lamp unto our feet. Let it be a light unto our path that we might walk in the purpose of God um, that has been established before the foundations of the earth. You have instructed man through your word uh, to fill this earth with your glory with your design, with your order. And Father, every area there is sin in our life, we ask you for forgiveness and to wash us with the blood of Jesus and that we might be made clean, that we might walk in such a manner that pleases you at all times. Give us good success, Lord. Give us prosperity that we might raise the banner of the kingdom here on earth. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, and amen. We had an incredible time at Live, Love, Laugh. And uh, it's a gift of God to our church. And, and you guys have heard the testimonies. Um, I, I want to let you know as, as we celebrate, and this year's theme was the power of love, that you understand that this dynamic of the marriage relationship is so that you might fill your life with pleasure. As I went to Mexico for the first time, and Pastor Mediero's older uncle, he must have been 80 years old, and, and he's like, I just have one question for you, Pastor. And he says, how come in the Old Testament, men used to have, I think Richie, who was it that shared uh, Solomon had 700 wives? Yeah. It was Richie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Guillermo, Guillermo shared. Uh, Solomon had 700 wives and 300 concubines. The 300 concubines were one-night stances. And uh, 700 wives were people he had uh, commitment with. Um, and so this older man in Mexico says, how come we don't get that many wives now? And I said, his wife was named Rosy, Tia Rosy, right? So I said, do you imagine having 700 Tia Rosies? He goes, no, no, no. I go, okay, so God gave you one. Settle it with that. Um, but truly, the way God intended is for you to partner with a friendship for life. But, and, and this is a gift of God, the Bible says. Uh, inheritance and money is from parents, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. How, how do you get a companion? A lifelong companion is a gift from the Lord. And a lot of people don't consider that um, something to celebrate. Um, R.T. Kendall, he is a patriarch of the faith. Uh, he comes here often and he challenges us with his word he was the senior minister at um, 
um, Westminster Chapel in London for 25 years. He was a principal pastor in London for 25 years. And he says that from time to time, people would walk into the chapel and want to talk to the vicar, which is the pastor, uh, the vicar, and, and they would ask him a question. And in all those 25 years, the number one question, imagine what people would ask going into a chapel in London, Europe. And what was the main question people would ask? And so there's, I mean, the controversy of life and, and challenges of being a human and being on the earth. And the number one question that people would ask is, why has God not given me my companion? Why, why am I lonely? Why don't I have somebody to share life with? And so that is what God has done in the marriage relationship. Now, sad enough, what well, we're so full of twistedness and thoughts that are contrary that when God actually gives you a precious woman you're a lust demon and instead of having a relationship that's healthy you ruin your own relationship the example that we have that we shared a couple of years ago um, and I have to be quick but uh, is this this example there in the old testament that um this gentleman loves this woman. 2 Samuel 13, verse 12. Uh, we, we could, anyway, 2 Samuel 13, you read it on your own. But here is a gentleman that um, his name is Abnon. And he's a young man. He's probably in his early 20s. And he is passionately attracted to this young girl. And so he's like sad because she doesn't like him back and things are not going well. So he devises a plan to attract her into his room and then he forces himself upon her. That's not how you do relationship. And so the, the, the love that he had for her, the attraction, the proximity of bringing her into his circle only to bring down the hammer of lust upon that relationship and she answered him no my brother do not force me for no such thing should be done as Israel this is not the way God planned it when I was sharing in my session of intimacy when I met my wife Yvette uh, I set, first set eyes on her she was 12 years old she was across the playground and her attraction was not a physical attraction because of voluminous body parts. It was the joy and the expression of her smile. And I saw a girl that was full of joy. And since I was a miserable bum, that attracted me in that direction. And I said these words. I said, I'm going to marry her when she gets older. And I was fooling around joking. But then I found that was a prophet, right? I'm telling the future. I wouldn't see her again until she was 16, and now she was voluminous. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Saw her again, and I said, Jules, she's an attractive girl. She's in the 10th grade. You better go for her. And he says, no, I'm not interested. I'm waiting on my perfect helper. And I said, you sure? Because he used to steal all my girlfriends. <laughs> you sure? You sure? You sure? You sure? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm not. I'm not barking up that tree. I'm not going that way. I'm okay. Here I come. 
knocked on her door, says, you're the love of my life. You'll be the mother of my children. No, I'm just kidding. When, uh, Jules says, I think I know where she lives. So we went over to the neighborhood and we found this house. And we knocked on it and here comes out Rosie and says, hello. Grandma was in the house and Yvette shot back into the room and she would not come out. She didn't come out the whole time. And she says, who are these predators? Aren't there laws against stalking? And um, so we stayed there, small talk. Her sister gave me her phone number and I left. And so I uh, called her once, and then we wouldn't speak again. And then God, God arranged it so how we be. And, and I was done with doing relationship like the world. I was done doing things based on, 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 on things that were twisted. I, I wanted to have a friend. I wanted to have a relationship that was long-lasting. Um, and so that wasn't the dynamic growing up. And, and so he forces himself upon this girl he says, don't do this thing that's disgraceful. Let's not do it out of order. How many know that you could do things in order, right? And, and the Bible teaches us exactly how to put it together. And, and you put it together right, you'll enjoy it for the whole ride. And so verse 13, he didn't listen to her. Um, and I, where could I take my shame? Where could I take my shame? After you, you bring your lust demon upon me and you use me and you abuse me and you mistreat me and you don't honor me and you don't treat me with dignity and respect and you don't keep your distance, where, where am I going to do? How could I do life with you forever and respect you as a man if you disrespect me as a young lady? And so this is the dynamics. And it's all in the word of God. And sad enough... We don't, we don't open up these scriptures. We don't talk about these, this aspect of relationship and love. There's three words for love in the Bible. It's eros, which is the physical erotica. Comes from there. That means God created this expression. It's, it's how the body engages in pleasure within the confines of marriage and intimacy and sex. There is phileo, which is a friendship, brotherly love. So way before I was able to go into bed and get naked with Yvette, we became brothers in the Lord. So I treated her like a sister. You'll see a lot of our, a lot of our cards for, for birthday and Valentine's says, you're my sister in the Lord, you're my sister in the Lord. And you're like, this sister, I want you to be something more than a sister, but you're my sister now, and I'm going to treat you like a sister. I'm not going to disrespect you. I'm not going to dishonor you. I'm going to hold you high in honor. We're not going to do anything you're going to be embarrassed about later. And so those are the things. And then the last one is agape, which is a spiritual love. That's where it should start. My interest in her was that she would be a champion in her church. She was in the choir. She served. She praised. She was a youth leader. I wanted her to be a champion in the context of her spiritual life first. And that's not how we approach people. We approach people at a nightclub. We want them to get drunk. We'll stick a roofie in their thing. And everything out there is twisted. And they're doing things wrong. And pornography becomes our guidelines on how we're to engage with the opposite sex. And that, my friend, is straight from the pit of hell. Because the power of, of, the, the power of sexual intimacy is the foundation of purity. Nobody told us that. Nobody, nobody told us that we're to engage like that. He says, where will I take my shame? Um, as for you, you would be like one of the fools in Israel. It, doesn't she have his number right? You're just un necio. She says, you're bringing shame on me because of your lust demon. 
And then um, I become a disgrace, and you, my friend, are a clown. You're running a circus. I mean, this preaching is a lot better than your amens. <laughs> if this was a Christian church, the amens would be through the roof. I understand we're trying to be Christians. Amen, pastor, preach it. John Davis, you're not helping at all, brother. Come on, mister. Silent spectator. I wonder what he's talking about. You would be like a fool. So therefore, please speak to my authority. When's the last time you spoke to an authority about the relationship you're having? I know Nick Mejias has been there. Like there was a divine appointment. Come into my office. I want the honor to begin to court Ariana. I want to do it right. That, that takes courage. And so that's what she's saying. Go to the authority and speak to him, for he will not withhold me from you. If you do it right, you have the authority's thumbs up. If you do it right, you're going to be blessed. Verse 14, she continues to say, however, he would not heed her voice. He wasn't listening to her. And being stronger... And you could do it either physically or because you are, you have the gift of gab and you're going to fool her and beguile her and you're going to trick her. Being stronger than she, he forced her and he lay with her. He raped her. He took advantage. And so we see this thing is the continual expression of people twisted, doing things wrong. And I want to tell everybody here, not only should you do things right and find out how to do them, but you should then be a teacher of that which is good. You should be the one that is lining things up for the next generation to be able to enjoy uh, long-term, enjoyable relationships. It begins in the friendship scenario um, where you care so much about a person that you want them to be champions. Uh, I've talked to young people here at the church. Both of them were faithful at youth group and faithful at church. And as soon as they started going out, they stopped coming to church. They stopped going to youth group. They stopped participating. That's not a help. That, that is going to be a, a preparation for a disaster. But when you come together, you're helping each other grow spiritually and get close to God and have the expression of giving your best years to the Lord because that's the training ground for having a great marriage and relationship and family. So you help each other be spiritually fruitful and, and adorned and glorious, and then that, that is the spiritual realm, which is the first, um, uh, the first priority. Am I helping you do what God is calling you to do with a champion grade. So then you come down to the spiritual and then your friends in the phileo love. Spiritual agape, phileo is the soul relationship, friendships. Me and Yvette were best friends for a long time before we got married. And then the day that we got married, and I tell people all the time, I'm not embarrassed about saying it. I didn't understand why God didn't want us to have sex for the five years we courted. I didn't understand. I came from the world, and in the world, you're having sex before you even know your last name or your parents' uh, work or whatever. In the world, you're just lust demons. But in the Lord now, um, the best day of my life, understanding, I didn't understand it at first, but when I got married and went to my honeymoon, that we would have physical 
engagement was the most incredible time. And then I understood why God has all these expectations for us to do it right. Because he wants you to have the greatest expression of enjoyment in all things. And if things are out of place and they're twisted and they're not right and you deceive yourself, you defraud yourself because you're having an interaction sexually before you have permission from her parents, from the church, from God, and you're a thief and a robber and you're a liar and you're a cheat and you're a clown and you're immature and you're irresponsible. And we're not called to this. So she, she had laid it all out here. Now watch what he says. He forced her. Watch what verse 15 says, and we'll finish up with this. Then Amnon hated her exceedingly, and his hatred for her was greater. He hated her was greater than the love which, which he loved her. And Amnon says, arise and get out of my life. I don't want a cheap thrill because that's all it is. It's cheap, and it's a thrill. It's not something that's laid in the groundwork and the foundation of God's purpose. And if the foundations should be destroyed, what can a righteous man do? You won't be able to enjoy the rest of your life. And I, I know, I, I can't share these words without saying, I know for a fact that 90% of the people that were in my workshop yesterday had already trampled the dignity and the grace and the glory of their mate of their companion. So we do what these men said this morning. I didn't know these things before, but from now on, I'm going to do them. From now on, I'm going to honor God. I'm going to honor my spouse. I'm going to honor my mate. I'm going to do things right. I'm going to build right. I'm not going to let the devil take me down the sewer. Father, thank you today for your word. Thank you for your instruction. We pray that this house would be a house and a beacon of light in the midst of an ocean of tor a torrential waves and winds and tsunamis that are wrecking lives. We pray that we not only listen to your words, but we be doers of your word. Forgive us, Lord, with the blood of Jesus. Wash us. Cleanse us. Renew our minds. Transform our spirit. That we might approach these things with the holiness, with the purity... And with the honor they deserve. We glorify your name, Jesus. Thank you for giving us your word that's a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path, a good seed planted in a good heart that would give forth good fruit, a harvest of glory, of joy, peace, and righteousness to fill the earth with the expression of reality and not religion. In Jesus' name we pray, and all the people said, amen, amen, and amen. Greet one another in the love of the Lord.